Good morning and welcome to this week's PMIX Live session brought to you today by PMIX Site, where we provide property management solutions for growing agencies. My name is Shelley Draper and with me today is the delightful Terry Handy, co-founder of PMIX Site and property management expert. And we are really looking forward to today's conversation. Remove your rose-coloured glasses to better understand your client's journey. But firstly, we just want to say thank you for tuning in with us today. We will be reading your comments throughout the conversation, so please feel free to chime in at any time. And if you are joining us via our podcast, hello to you too, and we hope you're having an amazing week. But before we dive in today, we'd like to start each conversation with some gratitude. So we'll start with you, Terry. What are you grateful for today? I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to go to ARIC this weekend on the Gold Coast. Um, there's going to be some amazing speakers, um, but the really... The big part for me is being able to hang out with some pretty incredible people. So I know I've, I've got clients coming from all over Australia and, yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty amazing. So what about you, Sean? What are you grateful for? I am grateful for grandparents today. So not my grandparents. I'm grateful for my mum and dad and Draper's um, parents. So we're heading off on a little mini holiday this week to Perth. Um, we're going to our friend's wedding and Alfie's not coming. He's staying home with his grandparents. Um, and they've just been awesome at like figuring it out and juggling who's going to do what and when and who's doing the drop off and who's going to pick up. And I just feel really grateful to have their support. Um, I think doing it without the support of a village, uh, you know, raising children, it's so hard. So um, I'm also really grateful that they're healthy and just can run around after a, a pretty wild two year old. So they're going to be exhausted by the time we get back next week. Um, but so good luck to them. So yeah, grateful for grandparents today. Um, but we have just commenced week one of season three, which is all around client experience and retention slash recovery, we've called it. Uh, and I know, Terry, you've been really looking forward to kicking off this season as, you know, client experience, experience sorry, is definitely your jam. It's something that you feel extremely passionate about and you speak a lot to. Um, so let's get into today's conversation, which is all around removing your rose-coloured glasses to better understand your client's journey. We want to cover off on three things today, I guess. So Number one, why your perception is rarely your client's reality. Two, understanding the path your clients actually take when they start to work with you. And then three, building an experience for them that is repeatable and enjoyable. So Terry, firstly, can you please explain what we mean when we say rose-colored glasses and also, I guess, speak to why our perception of our client's reality is actually rarely what we believe it to be? Yeah. So you, you've already touched on, but I am really excited about this season. Mm -hmm. I love a good client experience conversation. And for me, it doesn't matter how good we are at attracting new business. If we can't take care of our clients or provide enough value, then they're going to be leaving us just as quickly as they are joining us, which is not only unprofitable, but it's actually so stressful for everyone involved. Uh, so, when we're referring to someone who is wearing rose-coloured glasses, what we mean is that their perception or their view is actually unrealistic. It's often way better than the situation actually is. So they look at everything in a positive way and, and fail to really notice the, the negatives of a situation. So, um, like, we're all about having a positive attitude at PMXI, but it is important to still be realistic, particularly when it comes to the client experience. And you know what? At times we're going to get it wrong. We know we do. Like we know we do at PMXI. We're definitely not perfect, but we take the approach of always looking to improve, always raising the bar. So that's, um, I, I wouldn't say that we have rose-coloured glasses when I talk about us. Um, 
And and I'm really fortunate to be able to actually talk to many different agencies in my consulting role. And it it is very interesting how often a team will tell me or the boss will tell me how they deliver this great level of service and, and all the amazing things that they do and how their clients love them, how loyal they are. Yet when we actually start to dig in and have a look, it's very quickly apparent that their perception is actually not the reality. So, um, and and it's not it's not that people are um, kidding themselves. I, I guess it's just that they they think they're ticking all the boxes and they're not. And and I, I, if we look at the traditional KPIs that are used in property management, these are all very reactive, and and we call those lagging indicators of how well we are actually doing. So think about it: we've got arrears, routine inspections completed on time, fixed term leases, overdue maintenance. You kind of get the picture. These are absolutely important KPIs. I use them all the time when I'm working with a team and we know that if these stats are not looking good, then we're actually going to have unhappy clients. Um, But what I want you to think about is if the stats look good, do we still have unhappy clients or are our clients necessarily happy because we've ticked the boxes? Because when we look at these KPIs, they're actually more around the performance of a property manager around their basic task, not how the client is feeling about the agency. And you can have all your I's dotted, your T's crossed, and the client still doesn't enjoy dealing with you. So I'm just going to share a little example. Uh, It's my accountant. Accountant, he is a classic example of someone who is more worried about his timeframes and the boxes he ticks off than what I'm actually looking for in an accountant. It's like my experience doesn't count and, yes, he's covering his backside and mine to a certain degree by sending out these big, long, complicated emails with checklists and big words and, you know, wanting me to sign off on things I don't really understand. And, you know what, that actually sounds like a lot of property managers I know. Um, And I'm now actually actively looking for someone else to look after my taxes. And yesterday I spoke to your accountant, Sean, who... I'm really seriously considering because one of my questions that I asked him, and I know it sounds really basic, was do you use an e-signature tool? And he was like, well, yeah, like why, why wouldn't we? And, and this is actually a huge bugbear of mine with my current accountant. He, he makes me print things and scan them and send them back to him. And, like, my printer hasn't had ink in it for three years. This practice is incredibly inconvenient and, in my mind, unnecessary. Now, he's doing everything right. He's ticking all the boxes, but he's not thinking about how it's affecting me as the client, what my experience is. And I imagine he actually has KPIs that are all about the task too, all the things that he completes, and and he's probably patting himself on the back around how well he is hitting them. not understanding that I don't care. I really don't care. So his perception is not my reality or even his reality. So the the message here is that the traditional KPIs we use are usually a reflection of the very minimum expectations our client has. So while we're busy congratulating ourselves that our routine inspections are up to date, we actually have the client thinking, well, why wouldn't they be? That's kind of what I pay you for, isn't it? And tenants, they assume that when they report maintenance that we're going to actually action it in a timely manner because 
that's what we tell them that we're going to do. So, you know, I'm just trying to, to make everyone aware, just because we're really good at making sure everything's ticked off doesn't necessarily mean that our clients are happy or have enjoyed the experience, okay? So, okay, so it sounds like we're doing maybe a little bit um, of assuming when it comes to how yeah. clients, are, you know, how their experience is and we're assuming that it's good. Um, is what I'm hearing there. So how can we not just assume? How can we actually learn to better understand the journey that our clients are actually taking when they start working with us? Like how can we do that? Yeah. Well, I think the easiest way to do this is actually mapping their journey and putting on your client's hat for a while and looking at all the steps they take, not necessarily the ones we think they take or what we want them to take. Like look at it from their point of view and then put this into a sequence. So you can use mapping tools like this. There, there's a, um, a couple of free versions that you can do like Miro or you can just get the old post-it notes out and stick them to a wall, okay, right on the steps and put it on the wall. And, and once you've done this, it's going to be really easy to look at where you can provide value and also how we can guide them on this journey because if we know what comes next, then we can help them understand how it's going to look. And as humans, we all do better when know what's going to happen next it's kind of like we don't really like the unexpected so we're more comfortable and we're less likely to overreact and I remember one of the things that um, when I was selling houses that one of the things I did was I would actually spend so much time with the potential buyer explaining the building and pest process what it could look like what might come up how we could approach it if it did and I tell you what if there was even a hint of a termite living within like you know, five kilometres, um, we had a plan. And I rarely had anyone genuinely withdraw under this clause because we were so well prepared. And that's kind of the approach that we need to take. We're preparing people for um, what is going to come up, what we've seen before, what it could look like if it does. And it, it's kind of like, well, oh, actually, Terry mentioned that that could happen. Yeah, okay, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll probably do this. That's the, the beauty of being able to map a journey, looking at what can come up and then helping people to prepare for it. So um, I, I think the other thing there is that we need to remember that although the journey looks really to us pretty much the same for everyone, um, each person is going to have different expectations as well and also different needs. So their personal um, situation will also always be changing as well. So we need to take those things into account. But when we've got big picture, it, it's actually easier to look at where we can be proactive and where somebody, if somebody's needs change, how we can help them with that. The other thing which I love is that when it's um, all mapped out in front of us, it's very easy to identify where we can become more efficient, what we can automate, where we can put some technology in, and definitely where the touch points need to be. So. Um, yeah, that's that. That mapping is definitely the, the place to start. Mm, I love that, and also one thing that comes to mind as you were saying that, Terry, is just something really basic and very simple. Like when you first start a working relationship with someone, asking them what is your preferred method of communication. I mean, we can so often go wrong sending people SMSs when they're like, just pick up the phone and call me, Shanley. So I think that's a really important one. It's something very simple. It's all about you know, I guess where um, asking them, you know best way to be communicated with is this way if we're not delivering on that we're going to not be kind of I don't know uh going on the journey within the way that they want us to so I think that's a really easy one something that came to mind for me is 
just the communication, just asking them. Yeah. So um, is there anything you can think of? Oh, definitely. So asking them and then understanding that that might actually not stay the same all the time. So if you have, um, like, what, what frustrates me is when a, a property manager might um, say, well, the owner always likes me to email because they're really busy. I said, yeah, but their house is just caught on fire. Why would you send them an email? This is, this is actually, this trumps this. So um, I know that's a little bit extreme, but... Mm. Um, like saying to them what you how you usually like to be communicated what's the best way now and and again saying to them so if it is an emergency um is it okay for me to give you a call at work or would you prefer that I send you a text message to say can you call me please straight away um that that kind of thing we can do and and also understand that each stage of the journey so when we're at the beginning and we're in the leasing stage um you know we may need to talk to someone because that's the most efficient to get their approval for uh, a reference, okay? Mm. So not necessarily a reference for an application. And so at that, that initial stage, it will be, yep, we definitely need to talk about things over the phone. But moving forward, what we will probably do is send you an email. Is that okay? Would you like me to continue to give you a call? Yeah, that's, yeah, the, the different phases of these, the journey is actually going to require different communication styles and again unless we can see how that's going to look we can't necessarily guide someone through um the different ways that we are going to communicate with them so mm. Mm, love it super important okay and lastly so we are super process driven in property management or at least for efficiency purposes we definitely should be so how can we build an experience for our clients that is both repeatable um and so that i guess anyone in the agency can pick it up and run with it but also enjoyable for both the client and the property manager or the BDM or whoever it is that they're dealing with. Yeah, okay. So having a process, you know, even if you don't have your process written down, there is a process. You just don't know what it is and, um, you know, you've probably got different people doing different things in the agency. So having a process where we have consistent, so that we have consistency across the board is incredibly important because without consistency, we can't deliver good service and without good service we can't create an amazing client experience and I, I think that it needs to be documented somewhere so whether and, and I don't mean a big manual that everyone has to read to figure out what to do next uh, it could be as simple as your checklist it could be uh, a workflow that you've created but uh, we want to have that um that process there for everyone to follow it doesn't matter who's sitting in the chair they'll still do things along the same, um, well, not exactly the same because we're all different, but, you know, there, there will be um, a, a consistency about that particular task that's completed or that style in which we communicate. Um, and the other, so once we have that process, it kind of starts with the mapping. So we've done the client journey, we've mapped them, we've got our process around it, and then we can start introducing um, some little touch points, I like to, to call them. So those important things that are going to make a massive difference to how the client um you know, what, what their experience is like throughout their relationship with you, not just we've got a great leasing experience or the BDM was amazing and then it all just falls to, um, you know, to the wayside. We want to have that amazing experience at the beginning and in the middle and at the end of our relationships. So um, 
technology, wherever we can automate something that is, and when I say automate, that doesn't mean that it is negative, cold, you know, very hands-off kind of thing. That That's not um, what I mean at all. It's where we can actually have something happen at the right time every single time in a way it, that reflects our tone, I guess, or the message that we're trying to convey. Um, the other, and, and it's going to be a blend of technology and human touch and, and thinking about like getting really clear on um, at what point do I really need to talk to this um, person? Do I really need to help them understand what um, their relationship is going to be like with us? So, you know, two things I always bang on about. It's a tenant introduction meeting or some um, officers call it induction onboarding the welcome to the agency. So for me, that meeting is crucial because that's when we deliver a whole heap of important information and it is um, going to make their experience a whole lot better with the agency. And it's not like coming in and me banging on about you, you know, with you when you're getting your keys or signing the document, that kind of thing. We can use technology to make that a whole lot easier. Another example is uh, the entry condition report or your ingoing report that might be something like we know as property managers how important that is, but our clients as in the owners don't necessarily understand how important it is, the value in when we do that properly. And um, we can actually use that as a, a, a way of opening up communication or helping them to understand about what the process looks like, what that relationship with the tenant looks like. And yeah, there, there's a whole heap of things there. So um the mapping and then um, the introducing the, the touch points and creating consistency is going to make everyone's lives a lot easier. So. Well, and we are going to make our members' lives a little bit easier because we're actually going to do a bit of a client mapping session in one of our training sessions over the next nine weeks um, just to help our, our members, I guess, better understand, you know, the client journey, what does it look like and touch points and all those kind of things, you know, pieces of communication that we could be sending along the way um, this is all going to better the client experience. So we are very excited about this season. It does go for nine weeks. So the next nine weeks are going to be banging on about client experience, retention and recovery until the cows come home. Um, I say Natalie South has said hi. So hi, Nat. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, but I think that's us for now, Terry. That was really great. Um, thank you for those tips. Um, and if you are interested in hearing more about what we're doing at PM Excite um, or you want to join us this season, we would love to invite you to head over to pmixite.com. We've had a bit of a facelift lately, so I'm actually proud to say head over to our website because it looks really cute. Previous to last week, not so cute. Um, but check out the PM Club where you'll have access to, you know, we've got like over 90 templates. We've got courses, resources. Um, like I just said, we do monthly training sessions. We've got guest experts coming in. Um, and just to give you a quick insight into that membership as well, it is only $19 a month for your entire agency um, and you can cancel it at any time if you no longer feel that what we're delivering aligns with you and your agency. So uh, we also have a free bundle option. There's a couple of courses in there and some uh, templates. Um, and this will give you an opportunity to really taste test PM Excite um, and access some of the stuff that we're doing there. So if you're sitting on the fence, this could be a great option for you. Um, but that is us for now. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen into this conversation. We look forward to bringing you another one next week. Until then, stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week.